All right. All right. Welcome back. Happy New Year. Happy 2022. We are turning the corner for historical season 30. Are we in just season 30 now? Um, We will uh, be starting our spring training tonight as a recording of this. This is Thursday, uh, January 6th. I am kind of confused on the date. I don't know what year it is. And then I'm in PBE and I really don't know what year it is. Uh, Looking, peaking, it's 2046, sometime in the future. The Maui Makos still are struggling. Um, Looking at the player compendium, something that... uh, caught my eye something really interesting i want to just kind of look at the draft the draft came up it was really exciting and then i realized like we didn't have a first round we, we didn't have a lot of picks so <clears throat> i'm a, i'm assuming looking at the player compendium that you can earn extra picks if you skip on a pick maybe you get that pick next year or maybe it just doesn't cost you anything because you don't have to sign anyone maybe it's maybe it's that because play later in the draft People were being skipped. People were skipping their picks, but definitely not earlier, obviously. Uh, so looking at season 31, looking to next year's draft, um, just looking at teams that stand out as having extra more or less picks for the season 31 draft. Uh, happy to report that Maui has a full draft. And has a full draft for the next three seasons. Uh, For some reason, they had lost a lot of their picks. Don't know how that came about. Don't have a history of it. Uh, But looking back, Boise, Maui, Vancouver, New York, all looking pretty solid. Buffalo is missing some picks. A little weak coming up. Uh, Outer Banks, Providence, all look pretty strong. Sarasota looks strong early, but they lose some picks in the next couple of years. Nashville's given up some picks. Uh, Indy looks pretty normal. Detroit gave up some picks. Seattle looks uh, a little stronger than most. Death Valley looking strong with extra picks in every draft. And Cancun looking fairly normal, but missing next year's first round pick. Uh, team that stuck out to me, two teams stick out to me, San Antonio and Nashville, and I guess Death Valley. And when I say these teams, the first thing that comes up is that these are good teams. Uh, teams that win, that's what I mean by good teams. If you're looking to join Maui, we are, it's a great team, it's a great clubhouse. Uh, I didn't, have yet to see any drama, and I've been in for four seasons I think so I enjoy it but uh, these teams win so if you're gonna have a good clubhouse and win uh, take a look at when you have a chance San Antonio let me read to you San Antonio's upcoming draft four first round picks two second two third a fourth a fifth and a sixth and they kept all their picks in the following year and then the year after that, they have all their picks plus two second-round picks. So a team that is 
tra- obviously traded away a lot of picks. Traded four picks. Must not have much talent. But when we look at their... Uh, in the index, we're talking about San Antonio. And this is a team... Oops. That finished first in the Legends Conference West last year. This is a team that is competitive. And they don't they don't do it at a cost of losing their future. So San Antonio finished first place. 69 and 39. They actually the best team in the Legends Conference last year. They were better than the first place New York by six games. So here we have a team that's winning today and set up to dominate in the next few years. This, not that I'm a big Eagles fan, and I thought they were a dumpster fire for most of this year, but they put together some wins, and the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be playoff-bound and yet, I think they have three first-round picks this year. So that's a team, if they're not, if they are a dumpster fire, if they are good, if, if they aren't good, but they're faking it, they're going to be a lot better in the next season or so. Um, this is a team that's led by hitting Chris Abbott, Anto- Stan Antonio, Chris Jimenez, Mata Akuna, Mata Akuna Matata to the lesser point Bobby McDonald and Porkchop those guys might be just coming on they're a little bit younger pitching they're led by Glenn Davis and King George Nolan Windsor uh, all double digit wins so they've got a good team and they've got picks coming up now, I'm curious, looking at that team I just mentioned, that was their last year's team. They still have King George signed for this year. Jimenez signed for this year. Windsor signed for this year. Akuna Matata signed for this year. Uh, some of the lesser names, like Bobby McDonald signed. Uh, so... They are um, they're going to be good again this year, and I think they're also helped by the fact that, you know, they're basically just competing with Boise for that first place in the West. They're definitely not chased by the dreaded... Champions Conference East with all four teams being playoff caliber teams. But I just thought that, um, you know, I like to see how other people are doing things. I know that's one way for me to learn. And you can look at past results. I know past results don't always correlate to future results. But, uh, you have a team like Death Valley, a team like San Antonio, teams that win, 
and then you can look and see if they have just draft picks. That's something equitable, um, something tangible. Is if they're, you know, poised to win. <clears throat> I don't know in this league if draft picks are as valuable as other what other kind of leagues. The NFL, your draft picks are very expen, very valuable. Baseball, not so much, although you can't trade them. Um, so just curious what, uh, what will happen now, now and for the next couple seasons. All right, well, not sure if the uh, Twitch was uh, paused or not, but that was a long spring training week. Uh, it is 10, quarter after 10 on Thursday. The uh, sim has finished a few minutes ago. Uh, it Pretty good job. Uh, the person who was doing it, the new guy, um, seemed uh, to have some skill at that. So hopefully they have him on again. That was uh, pretty good. Well, it always helps uh, when you finish up a sim and either your team wins team wins or your player performs and uh looks like Ernie had one of those weeks two weeks 10 days similar to his uh 2 years ago when he was a little bit more proficient at the plate so just looking over some of his stats for the last 10 games for preseason uh, historically, Ernie has been a slow preseason starter, and then I think last year he came out banging and just cooled off as the year went on. Or was it two years ago? I think his hot year was he started super hot, like betting 400 for like a month or two. But uh, anyway, uh, the team started 2-2 two and two and then lost their final six, so I think our record... is two and eight not not the greatest um couple takeaways from the sim i noticed some crazy scores i think one one team scored 40 and then they were also mentioning teams that were playing players out of position i'm not quite sure the the reason for that except just to have fun i mean there's nothing to lose in spring training uh maybe they we're looking to still sign a free agent or something. I don't know. But uh saw many double digit scores in this in this particular spring training. Uh let's take a look here. Let's go back. Uh, there's quite a few games going back to the 23rd, 23rd, so I may have to find what, uh, maybe we're not 2-8, and eight, then maybe my guy's not so hot, I'll find that out. Um, going through some of the scores, got, uh, trying to find some of these 
big scores if we had some uh, 11 to 4. No, that's not. One team scored 39 points. And that is, here we go. How about, if, you, if you're doubting me, Indianapolis at Death Valley. You want to know what the over-under was? I've seen Mac basketball games that don't score this many points. We've got Indianapolis won by 11. Okay. If you're Death Valley, how do you score 23 runs and lose by 11? That's crazy. Uh, there were three innings. Death Valley scored five runs or more. There were four innings where Indy scored six or more. I mean, what are these scoring touchdowns? I mean, come on. Let's take a look at this game here. Who's the, Who do you think the player of the game is when... Uh, you could have four hits and not lead your team in hitting. Uh, let's take a look here. Player of the game, Johnny Tsunami, of course. Johnny Tsunami, the ninth hitter. Uh, didn't even hit a home run. Uh, Quinn, you're my player of the game. Quinn went three for six, three runs, two RBI, two walks. I mean, if you watch the Tigers in the late 90s, it was uh, Pete Incovilia, it was Rob Deere, it was Cecil Fielder. Every once in a while, they'd break out a game like this. Just amazing. Starting with the leadoff hitter going two for five with seven RBIs. Parmalee going two for four with six RBIs. Mouse going three for six with five RBIs. Slice three for six with four runs. Franco four for seven, five RBIs, four runs. Swift three for six, four runs. Quinn, as I mentioned, three for six with three runs. Eagle Eye, poor Eagle Eye, he only went two for four, but he did score six runs. How do you score six runs on two hits? Okay, uh, that's there's they're kicking field goals is what's happening, but he walked four times. So he realized that this pitcher's no good. Why are we swinging? He just walked. Why work when you can just get on base? Um, I don't know. Let me check. Did uh, Eagle Eyes steal a base? I don't see anything. Oh, stolen base. Nope, he did not. Uh, tsunami player of the game. I haven't even mentioned him yet. He was a player. Of the game. <laughs> what insanity! Do I look at the pitching? Let's go over to the pitching here. Really, now you have both pitching is embarrassing. First of all, we're gonna take a look at this. Uh, which team do you think st started more pitchers? Um, surprisingly, uh, on Indy's side. Maple got the win and the blown save and pitched three innings to finish the game out. They probably couldn't take him out because he just had to keep pitching. You don't go three innings. This is his, his win and his save. He uh 13 ERA. <laughs> and that and that settled down the game. Cause you got people like 
tsunami going one one out three hits four runs all right they're just this is one of those games i think they're playing players out of position again 34-23 this wasn't even the highest scoring game of the 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 night so to speak let's go on remind me to tweet at Jody Quinn we got 13-10 New Orleans they they went back and spanked Indy for all those runs that Indy scored New or- Indy scored 7 runs and lost by 25 I mean this these are football scores Detroit scored 26 runs and lost by 9 Here's a pitching duel. Nashville beat Death Valley 17-4. There we go. So finally, some, some defense. Outer Banks and Buffalo, we're not even going to mention that boring 10-11 game. Holy cow. Buffalo scored 9 in the 8th. Wow. Outer Banks, you just controlled the game, and you lost it in the 8th. Uh, makes for great. 16-6. It's nice and calm. New York, 22-8. to Nashville, 18-11. to Detroit, Spanks, Indy again, 34-8. to So you score 34 runs, and you're not, uh, you don't even lead the league in scoring that night, because Cancun scored 34 against Death Valley, but that was a nail-biter, 34-14. I mean, they were just... Sarasota lost by 17 to Seattle. Like, these numbers were just just jumping off the page at me while they were reading them off as I was listening to the... to the poor Maui, 19-1. Here's a... Indy lost by just two scores. Sarasota won 26-16. If they could just get a touchdown and an onside kick, they could have tied the game. Cancun. Uh, they beat New Orleans. New Orleans scored a field goal and a you know, safety, 15-5. Seattle. Seattle went crooked on Death Valley, 33-5. In that game, Seattle, we got two for four. Farting House went two for four with four runs. Campbell went two for seven with three runs. Abbott went four for five. I thought he went five for four. That's how this season's been going. He had more hits than at-bats, six runs. But you know what? He had six runs, but he had more RBIs. He had seven RBIs. We have like five grand slams. Let's see, home runs. That's Abbott. Abbott did hit a home run. Only one, though. What a loser. Uh, Melo. Well, I think Melo's job is in jeopardy. He went 0 for 3. But he, he did get five walks. Slethko. Wait, Sleth, 
Lasico. I don't even know how to read this line. He went like a thousand percent. He went two for four with four runs, three RBIs, four walks, one K. Um, here's a guy, O'Sullivan, five for seven with nine ribbies. Kasparov went two for four. I think he just mirrored Slethko. He went two for four, four runs, four RBIs, four walks. You have two guys with four walks, and you don't even lead the team in walks that day. Melo went five walks. Cruz and Melo, your your job is in jeopardy. Cruz only went two, one for five. I mean, come on. we got to do better than that, folks. This is professional baseball, not amateur hour. What else we got here? Oh, my God. I, I think I should look at Boise Outer Banks just to uh, maybe I'll get to read off a, a pitching duel here. Three, Boise beats the Outer Banks 3 nothing. In this game, not a lot of hitting. Lucas, there we go. I don't know. Lucas, my man, nine innings, four hits. Just four strikeouts, but you didn't need them. Uh, and on the losing side, Beaumont, Smoltz, and Marzik combined for a pretty good game. Uh, Beaumont uh, went four innings, one hit, no runs. Nice ERA of 1.84. I should mention, Lucas, your ERA is 0.95 on the season. I don't know what those, if, with how they tabulate those, because if it's like forward-looking or whatnot. Smoltz, you lost the game. Sorry, only way to, well, I guess technically Mazarek also lost the game. When the other team doesn't let a run in, anyone who lets a score is uh, critical. We can be critical of anyone who lets in a score. Uh, Smoltz, two innings, three hits, two runs. Missouri, two innings, three hits, one run, each with a strikeout. Overall, let's let's give it up to both both teams pitching because this has just been nuts. Let's go to the April first now. Uh, we got plenty of offense coming here. Nashville beat up on Indy twenty one four. Boise beat San Antonio 12-7. A, a semi-normal looking game. Providence lost to Buffalo 8-9. Let's take a look at that game. Let's take a look at the end of that game. Providence-Buffalo. Providence needed... Providence was down or up. Providence was up. What happened here? We're 2-1 after 1. Providence is up 2-1 after 1. Then they're down 2-3. Then they come back 4-3. Then they tack on another run on the 5th. It's 5-3. Then the 6th inning happened. It's 5-7. Then it's 5-8 after 7. Providence is down 5-8. Then they come back. They make it 7-8. In the eighth, Buffalo scores one, makes it seven, 
nine, and they run out of gas in the ninth inning, scoring just one run, making it eight to nine. Buffalo doesn't even have to take the plate. That was a pretty exciting game. Oh, we got Nashville beating up 21-4. Detroit scores four touchdowns on Death Valley. Take a look at that game. Just the box score. Detroit scores 32 runs. How do you do that? Well, Nikki Dimes, 6 for 4. DB, 3 for 5 with four runs. Dinkle, 3 for 4. Four walks. Uh, Blamo, I don't know what he did to irk the ire of the coach. He just went one for two. And then had a pinch hitter, Jaguar. Went over three. So, Blamo, your job is safe. Blamo just went over three. Did get an RBI in a run, though. Drakenberg, three for seven with three runs. Bonds, he's back in the league. Two for four, five runs. Baker, four for eight. He scored six runs, but that wasn't even the most impressive part of his line. You score six runs, and that's not the most impressive part of your line. What do you think it is? You had eight RBIs. That's what has to happen when you score at 32 runs. McGruff, five for six with three RBIs. Berserk, one for five. One for five. Poor guy. Probably going to go to counseling, going just one for five, but he did have three runs. Uh, Game of the day, though. Normally these high scores are not nail biters, but we had one. You know which one it was? Of course you don't. You're not looking right at it. This was... On the evening of April 1st, 2046, the Voyagers of New York, they beat the Aviators of Outer Banks, 22 to 21. Ah, ah, ah. Uh, so in this game, I'm not normally going to go over a high-scoring game like this, but <clears throat> um, it was a nail-biter. One-run game came to the ninth. Uh, New York up 3-0 after one, add-on a run, it's 4-0. In the third, they add-on five runs. It's now 9-0. The game's over, right? No, because this is PBE and there's no defense. 9-0, Outer Banks come back, score a single run, 9-1. You're safe, right? Not yet. Fourth inning, the only, well, no, they, they were shut out. Uh, New York scores nothing in the fourth, but the Outer Banks come back and score three. So now it's nine to four. Now it's looking interesting. But no, it's not. New York comes back with four in the top of the fifth. That makes it 13-4. So you're done. No, you're not. Outer Banks scores six in the fifth. So now it's 13-10. New York craps the bed in the sixth. Outer Bank Tech at another point. It's 13-11. Then New York scores three runs. They open it up. Now it's 16-11. See you later, Outer Banks. Outer Banks say no. Bottom of the seventh. 
it's uh right now we're at 9 13 we're at 16 16 11 well guess what folks outer bank go ahead by scoring eight runs 16 to 19. new york realizes what's happening kick two field goals in the eighth they go up 22 to uh, 19. Outer Bank, they do the best they can. They give it the best shot. Score one in the eighth, one in the ninth. Lose 22-21. Tell me that's not a football score. Let's keep going. On the second... We got 17-8, San Antonio, 14-5, Boise. Lots of runs. Okay, uh, I'm going to go. I was going to talk about this game, but the game I was looking for, I found it. Uh, Death Valley, Sarasota. I think I read the score before, 33-23. But that's not the game we're going to talk about. Cancun wins 39-12. How do you do that? Wasn't that the score of the Georgia-Michigan game, 39-12? Uh, I'm not going to go over the how they got there, but I will go over the amazing hitting of your Cancun Toros. Uh, Selena Cillian, Cillian, three for... Three for six with six RBIs. Rogers three for five with six RBIs. Witt, four for eight with seven RBIs. McCoy, two for six, three runs. Batista, four for six, four runs. Hawken Vettel, two for three, six runs. Carter, five for seven, six runs. So he scored more runs than he had hits. That's, I think they're just allowing... They're taking the... That's the football referees just saying, take your base. Myth, three for five with five runs. And their nine hitter went four for five with seven runs. Uh, That's not the game of the day. You want to know the game of the day? I like offense, folks. New Orleans at Detroit. All right. In this game... We had hitting all over the place, but the first inning, we didn't show it. 0-0. But coming out in the second, the Ruggeroos light something. They scored eight runs in the top of the second. Detroit stands pat. They played field position. Third inning, nothing. Nothing. Fourth inning, nothing, nothing. Going into the fifth, it's eight, nothing. New Orleans, top of the fifth, nothing. It's eight, nothing. Detroit tacks on two. That upsets New Orleans, so they come out and score five. Now it's 13 to two. Now Detroit finds it's a game. Detroit thinks if it ain't rough, it ain't right, so... 
they're comfortable being down 13 to 2. Now they score 7. Now it's 13-9. New Orleans scores 3. It's 16-9. Detroit come back in the bottom, make it 13-10. New Orleans thinking 13-10. This is baseball. We can fall asleep. Um, no. Top of the 8th. New Orleans does nothing. Detroit makes it 13-18. Eight runs in the bottom of the 8th. You're up 13-18. Can't be 13, must be 16, 18. How'd they get that? Yeah, 16. 16, 10. When Detroit scored eight to make it 16, 18. That's when New Orleans came back in the top of the ninth, score three runs to win 19, 18. The only thing more exciting is if it was the bottom of the inning. We'd love that. It's unsung part of baseball those bottom of the inning rallies okay that's why I saw these games but some of these are future games so that sums up the uh, blitz of scoring that you find that you would have found if you looked at the box scores in sim 1 for season 30 spring training I've been your host Ernie Harwell alright <clears throat> well second half of preseason did not disappoint much like the first if you like offense you've come to the right league uh, I am looking at April 6th and you got these teams playing real baseball like Maui and Outer Banks Maui losing five to two Buffalo losing five to three Sarasota beat Seattle two to one but I'm looking at Cancun 25 to six Detroit beat Indy 32 to three lots of uh, hitting going on in these games me up uh, peel over and see what kind of hitting Detroit got. Uh, Detroit hit up D. Maple, who didn't finish the first, who didn't get an out in the first. Then they hit Tsunami, who didn't record an out in the first. Uh, it took four pitchers to get out of the first inning. Wow. Let me say it again. It took him four pitchers to get out of the first inning. <clears throat> so you know it's going to be a lot of crooked numbers on the Detroit lineup side. Uh, four for six with six RBIs, and you're not the best hitter on the team. That goes to the uh, D-base. D went four for six with six RBIs, two walks. In five runs, but he had, came in second fiddle to Druckenberg, left fielder, who went four for five with seven ribbies in four runs. Just an an amazing outing. <clears throat> Over to the Cancun game. Cancun beat Death Valley twenty-five to six. This is a non-conference game, maybe I don't know. Uh, Cancun just said it's done. First, second inning, they were up eleven to two. Uh, 
Then they went and doubled their score in the fifth, making it uh, 20 to 6. Death Valley didn't score after that. Uh, Cancun, everyone had two or more hits. Everyone had more than one or more runs. Pretty much everyone but one had two or more runs. Same thing with everyone had two or more ribbies. It was just a very nicely spread out performance on the hitting side. And the poor Death Valley pitching took them two pitchers to get out of the first. Took four pitchers to get out of the second. Then they had a pitcher settle down, pitch two innings, still recorded seven runs. I mean, just what a what a bashing. I got to check and see. Those guys may not even been pitchers. Who knows? <clears throat> With all the spring training hubbaloo going on. Uh, we got to the seventh. Uh, let's see if your team lit anything up. Seventh was a pretty quiet day. We had Providence beat Maui 19-10. to Seattle beat Death Valley 22-5. to Sarasota went off a little 16-2 to on Indy. But uh, these scores seem pretty tame actually when compared to the other games. <clears throat> so let's keep moving on. Uh, anything stick out? We have Seattle at Indy. Combined for almost 50 runs. Seattle beat Indy, <clears throat> scoring 34 runs. Let's take a look. First, let's take out Indy's pitching. Took them two pitchers to get out of the first inning on this one. Uh, really, Seattle just poured it on all game, scoring runs in every inning but the sixth, scoring eight and nine runs in the eighth and ninth. Looks like a typo. Eighth runs in the eighth, nine runs in the ninth. Uh, to get that kind of production, everyone's got to get hits. Uh, O'Sullivan going th four for six. Mello going four for six. Farting House going three for four. Uh, who is this? S uh, Slothko got six walks. <laughs> Just, I don't know if I was like making that up or what. Uh, <clears throat> going on the rest of the games that day seemed pretty normal Buffalo, New York let's go on to the 9th April 9th we had Nashville beat Indy I see a, a theme here I feel like Indy's getting lit up every game they just have some kind of weird setup for the preseason, are they just pitching their infield or something? I know I could easily check, but it wouldn't be very good. Yeah, Tsunami, second base. He pitched. Uh, who else pitched? Maple and Barrows. No. Let's just see. All right. Well, uh, in the game, Nashville, everyone got a hit, of course. Their worst hitter went one for three with four runs and two ribbies. That was Jay Smith. Got three walks on the day. I guess the uh, highlight was from Brizzo going five for seven with four runs. 
seven RBIs and a walk. He still struck out twice, though. <clears throat> We're going to move on to the 10th. We're going to try to wrap up this preseason uh, over to Seattle or San Antonio, New York. San Antonio 17 to 6. Cancun again beat Indy 28 to 2. Going to the 11th. Let's go right to Indy. Oh my God. And I didn't see this day when I decided to go off on the just highlight the, the hitting. Um, earlier I mentioned there was a score that was in the realm of, uh, how do we say, Mac basketball. Okay, here we go. This is a, f these are football scores, people. Except if football played nine quarters. After the first quarter, Indy is down 10 to 3. But after the second, Indy comes roaring back, scoring 10 runs to Death Valley's three. So it's now 13-13 at the half. The next quarter, Indy manages an extra point. Well, Death Valley tacks on a touchdown, a safety, and a field goal. Fourth quarter, everything's quiet. First overtime, Indy tacks on an extra point. Death Valley scores Touchdown, but fails to convert the extra point. Sixth in it, sixth quarter, uh, second overtime. Indy scores a field goal and a safety. Death Valley responds with a safety. Death Valley then responds with a touchdown, and they went for two in the third overtime. And Indy settled for a field goal. Now, in the fourth overtime... Indy explodes. They go for two touchdowns and an extra point in the fourth overtime. Death Valley keeps it close by scoring a touchdown, a two-point conversion, and a field goal all in the eighth. Not to be outdone. Indy needs, Indy needs this. Indy's down 12 runs. So what do they do? They go and score three touchdowns, but miss an extra point, scoring 20 runs in the ninth. Death Valley can't get out of their own way. Score uh, Their defense saves them with four safeties. If they could have just got two more safeties, they would have won, or at least tied. Game ends Wait for it. 60 to 56. You're right. Um, in the game, I I don't think I've seen a Little League game go that high. Uh, in the game, both teams are winners in the hitting department. Uh, we got double digits all over the place. Um, where to go? I'm dizzy. Let's go with Andy. Started with my man, Quinn. Quinn went five for seven with eight runs and eight ribbies. Not a bad day. I don't even know who to pass over. Everyone had two or more hits. Let me say this. Everyone had four or more hits except for Mouse, who had two. 
on Indy's side. Uh, as a team, they went 39 for 68. Were there even outs? I think you have like a five-run rule in the if your team is up and scores five. I don't know. Death Valley, everyone score, everyone hit three or more hits. Alderson had 10 ribbies in a game, not a week. Uh, seven and eight runs up and down the board. Amazingly, they left people on. Uh, Edwards, no, uh, sorry, Jacob left 10 on. Back over to Indy's side. Mouse left stranded 10. So did Parmalee. All right, here's the over-under, folks. I haven't looked yet. How many pitchers were used in this game? All right, well, I'm going to say this. Indianapolis, to their credit, threw Balanos out there for six innings, 220 pitches. So for the other three innings, how many pitchers do you think they used? We'll let you think about that. For a follow-up bonus, double bonus question, how many blown saves did they have? Over to Death Valley side, their workhorse went four and a third, needed 275 pitches. How many other pitchers did they need to get through the four and two-thirds innings? And how many blown saves did they have? All right, going back to Indy. So Balanos went six innings. So for the other three innings, if you'd said seven pitchers needed and three blown saves. Let's take a look at that winning tagline. Milanos goes six, allows 31 runs, walks 25, strikes out three for the win. <clears throat> Over at Death Valley side, Morgan gets his eighth loss going 0-8. He went four and a third, needed 275 pitches. Striking out four. It's not bad. One in inning. Uh, for Death Valley, they only needed one blown safe to screw this up. So the other four and a th two-thirds innings, they needed seven pitchers as well. Uh, for the game, player of the game was Eagle Eyes. Let's see what kind of career day he had. Six for eight. Seven runs, nine ribbies, three walks, no strikeouts. That's pretty much the, his... Well, there weren't that many strikeouts in this game. Um, I have no problem with the old Steed getting player of the game. The POG. All right. Uh, we are back to the 12th of April, moving through this. There are a couple scores here that are just ridiculous. Maybe not as bad as that last one. Again, it's just normalizing crazy. Uh, we're looking at Maui at New York. 
Maui falls short by just one run. They score four in the ninth. But New York comes back with two more and wins by one, winning 15-14. to 14. Uh, In the game, I think I was the reason we lost. I just went one for three. Everyone else seemed to go two for five. So boo Ernie. Uh, New York, this just looks like, look like, like a tame game after the last one I just called. A couple players only with a single hit. Uh, Kuntz had five ribbies. Daytona had four. <clears throat> yeah, sorry. 15 to 14 game just isn't doing it now. I've got the... Oh, let's go Indy. Indy, 16 to 17. They must be doing something wacky. <clears throat> they just want to pat their stats or something. But it seems like recently they're playing teams that are also doing something wacky with their... <clears throat> Maybe there's a thing about getting your hitting going before the regular season starts. We'll take a look and see how Indy's pitching has performed thus far as we start... Season 30. Uh, over to the 13th. All right. Uh, Indy loses by 26. Wow. Detroit one hit. Indianapolis. Well, they got 25 hits. That would have been something. To not just score 26, but to no-hit the other team on your 26 runs. <clears throat> I'm going to guess that's a pretty good team. They know what they're doing. Uh, there we go. Let's just find Indy the rest of the way. Indy loses to Sarasota, 32-13. In the game, Sarasota managed 27 hits, 32 runs, while stranding 27. Indianapolis managed a poultry 13 runs. Player of the game, Diddy McGee. Diddy went 3 for 5, 9 ribbies, 5 runs. Just give it to him. Why not? Fifteenth, going right to Indy every time. Here they go, thirty-two to one. Losing, of course, because they don't allow less than twenty runs a game right now. Uh, in this case, Seattle looks like uh, they went thirty for fifty-five. Thirty hits in the game, thirty-two runs. I think that's back-to-back 32 runs against Indy. If anyone knows the manager there, I need to talk to a manager. Last game of the preseason, of the uh, spring training. This is where you get tuned up. Get all your players right before you bust them home. Opening day for PBE. Providence, San Antonio, Maui, Buffalo, Seattle, Death Valley, Indy, and Detroit all managed to start the season. Perfect records. Most importantly, 
is Indianapolis finally figured out you can't pitch your infield. They won by a score. Wait for it, four to two. I know it's crazy. It's almost like they knew what they were doing. <clears throat> uh, all the games were pretty tight in this one. Uh, Seattle winning three nothing. Sarasota losing four to seven to Detroit. San Antonio winning four two. Buffalo over Outer Banks six to four. Death Valley winning three nothing. As mentioned earlier, Indianapolis bested Nashville. 4-2. Not a lot of hitting going on. Uh, Providence managed 15 hits. Maui Makos, who are off to a great start, managed 16 hits, winning over Vancouver 11-2. <clears throat> For the game, uh, Maui had many players with four Three or four hits, uh, three hits, some with two, a couple with one. Uh, Harwell, three for five. Dawson, three for six. Ketsup, two for five. Gofford, three for five. Uh, Overall, nice hitting up and down, especially when it counts when the spring training's over. Day two, April 21st, Boise over San Antonio, winning 9-7. Maui over Vancouver, 4-3. Vancouver committed two errors in that game. Maybe costly. Buffalo over, Buffalo lost to Outer Banks. Outer Banks over Buffalo, 8-6. Providence beat New New York five to four in a close one. Providence managed to win despite getting two errors. Seattle over New Orleans three to two. Death Valley over Cancun two ten to eight. Sarasota over to uh, loses to Detroit three nothing. Indianapolis wins again four to two. So now after the preseason, the spring training we had. The difference in runs is 2-1-2-1-1-2-3-1. So after that spring training, I'm going to give you the biggest blowout of the day. It's Detroit beating Sarasota 3-0. That's the biggest blowout in day two. There's something to it. Uh... Game three, Maui wins their third in a row. 2-1. Boise opening up a can on San Antonio, winning 8 to nothing. That's our biggest blowout. Uh, bigger than anything yesterday. New York over Providence. Buffalo over Outer Banks. Indy beats Nashville again. Detroit over Sarasota. Death Valley over Cancun. New Orleans over Seattle. Again, these games are all tight uh, with the biggest difference, run differential, San Antonio beating or losing to Boise 8-0. The rest were all by 5-2, 1-1-1 run, 
two runs. All right. On the 23rd, it's a day off. <clears throat> the baseball gods rested. Uh, moving on to the 24th. Looking for anything really outstanding. Indianapolis opens it up a little bit. And New Orleans will be eating them 16-7. to With managed 21 hits in the game every Apex managed to get a hit. Sailor Twift getting going one for five with a home run. Look like he had a home run. Usually you have a home run, we have all that. Uh no, he did not get a home run. Uh Tsunami, two for five. Jody Quinn, two for four. Player of the game, Dustin Parmelay. Parmelay, three for five, four runs, two RBI. Going to move on to the 25th. 25th, San Antonio blew out Outer Banks 21-2. The rest of the games were all close with three or four runs, max being the difference uh, in that game. San Antonio beat the Outer Banks 21-2. Player of your game being Akuna Matata. His name comes up a lot when you mention player of the game. He went two for three, four runs, five ribbies, four walks. That's a pretty good stat line. Maui gets the first loss of the season on April 26, 12 to 2. Many of the other games still remain fairly close. Indy beats New Orleans 9 to 1, Death Valley over Detroit 11 to 4 being the exceptions. Over to the 27th, we have we'll start the games for the second sim of season 30. Over in the stats side, we get a lot of uh, it's early in the Legends Conference. Dub City leads with a batting average of 517. Matata on base 559. Love slugging 897. That's slugging 897. On base is Harwell 1418. Uh, War in the early season, Dub City 0.9. Runs created, Harwell. Twenty four ninety nine. ISO is Will Love five seventeen. Uh, T Knight leads in run nine runs. Dub City leads with fifteen hits. Lane and Love both have twenty six total bases. Uh, Burrow and Tree each with five doubles. Prior and City. Each with a triple. Love and Herrera. No, sorry, Love leading with four home runs. Herrera with eight stolen bases. Harwell with 12 RBIs. Base on balls is led by Herrera. Eight walks. 
the only intentional walk of the season so far goes to Sandwiches with one. Over in the pitching side, Greer has a ERA of 0.69. That's a 0. 0.69. Uh, Bird Whistle, George, Rodriguez, and Voss each have two wins. Omega with three losses. Windsor already has three saves on the early season. Uh, Murley has already gone 17 innings. And Rodriguez leads with 18 strikeouts. And that's 19.4 per nine. Uh, the greatest strikeout to walk ratio is horse with 17. Mitchell leads with a 0.55 whip. Over in the Champions Conference, Parmalee leads with a from Indy with a 4.62 average. On base with a 4.516, and on base plus slugging with a 13.24. Uh, slugging Edwards leads with a 8.52. Leading War is Parmalee with a 0.8. Also 20.96 runs created. All right, we're going to wrap up this episode. I'm going to look over at some of the uh, game stats for the teams. Keep in mind, uh, for pitching, Indianapolis was allowing 60 runs at times, and they averaged back-to-back 30-run games. So how'd their pitching fare once they started the season? Uh, well, I'll tell you right now, they're hitting is doing just fine, averaging top of the league 6.6 runs a game after seven games. Uh, Pitching-wise, they are fourth with a 384 respectable ERA. Uh, For the hitting on the Legends side, uh, like I said, Indy is leading with runs per game. Uh, Death Valley leads with in home runs and walks. Um, the negative, it is the Sarasota leading with 92 strikeouts. Sarasota is averaging 1.7 runs per game, batting 147, slugging 214. Uh, Indianapolis, on the other hand, has an average OPS of 0.93. One. Uh, on the pitching side, Seattle has the best pitching, 2.4 runs a game, an ERA of 232. Uh, New Orleans on the other side with the worst runs per game, 5.9, and an ERA of 5.63. That won't last and it can't continue. Um, home runs allowed. Ruggeroos have allowed 10 home runs so far. <clears throat> uh, 
apparently lockdown is hit hard for Nashville and Sarasota. They do not have any attendance for the season. Uh, leading in attendance would be Death Valley with 279,000 in attendance so far in the early season. Over to the uh, Champions Conference. Oh, wait, let's go back. All right, so we got Providence 5 and 2, San Antonio 5 and 2, Maui. Surprise four and three right now, still early. In terms of hitting, San Antonio is six six point one runs per game, leading the league. Maui, that might be the difference. They've got some offensive production for once. They are third with five point six runs per game. Vancouver coming in last. That's one and six, are averaging three runs per game. Uh, leading the league in home runs would be Buffalo with fourteen. They are fourth in hitting, 5.3 runs per game. Uh, in terms of strikeouts, it would not be Vancouver, but Boise with, oh, sorry, Maui, 678 strikeouts. Uh, one thing that's maybe different from last year is we have some speed. Buffalo leading our conference with 16 stolen bases, but Maui is in second. I want to check real quick how many stolen bases did we have all last year. Maui averaged 3.7 runs per game, 87 runs. It's less than one a game. About, well, pretend I know my math real well, about 80, 90%, 80% runs per game. Uh, batting average, well, the batting average is going to fluctuate, but if you're still in bases, you're aggressive, you have speed, 87 runs per game. If we go now... Maui, after seven games, has one and a half times that. So there's, they got more speed. They're stealing more bases. It, who knows? We might have something that's uh, tangible here. Strikeouts are still high, but, you know, if you're putting, it's not just the strikeouts, but when you get them. And timely hitting can really go a long way. Oh, Hello. Welcome back. Um, looking over week one, what we're going to get into today was a little bit of a roller coaster. First of all, I'm going to be Maui centric when I try to reference things. Uh, Maui started off strong and finished. A little bit closer to as can be expected. Don't want to be too down. Pretty exciting that we're a little better than average right now. Hopefully we finish the season. That's always been the hope that we can just finish a little bit better than last year and maybe make a push according to our general manager. We've got <clears throat> we've got some uh, players coming up and some draft picks and we're in a better position right now. So anyways Maui started the season, I want to say four and three, and uh, beat a couple teams. But as things mounted over the first quarter of the season, the first 25 games, 
we are now 10 and 15, which puts us at 400. And that in itself is an improvement over where we normally find ourselves. Uh, I want to say after that first seven games, that first sim, we had our power ranking elevated. I'll say it was somewhere in the single digits. That was exciting. We are now 13th out of 16. Our power ranking is 60 and a half, but climbing. Take a look at the standings. <clears throat> We're going to look at uh, three and seven in the last 10 games. The rest of the teams in the Legends West are all six and four. So we fell back three games in that last sim. <clears throat> which allowed Boise to leapfrog us. Vancouver has been uh, doing really well, 13 and 12. San Antonio is still the class of the conference of our division at 16 and 9. Over in the Legends East, Providence is... In first, still haven't reached double-digit losses, 18 and 7. That's a 7.20 clip. They're the only team in their division with a winning record in the last 10 games. New York, 4 and 6, 7 games back. Buffalo, 3 and 7, 9 games back. And Outer Banks, 16 games back. 0 and 10 in the last 10 games, 2 and 23. What happened there? Uh, in the Legends West, in the Legends, <clears throat> excuse me, we have Providence and San Antonio. The play, the wild card is looking. Vancouver's up two. The Voyagers are tied with the Raptors. We, the Makos, are one game back. Buffalo's two. Outer Banks are nine. Over in the champions, what? East and West. Apex picked up where they left off. They're 18 and 7. 7 of the last, seven of the last winning 7 of the last 10. Actually, with a 7-game win streak. Right behind them, Detroit looking strong. 16 and 9. Two games back. Going 500 in the last 10. Losing 3. So I hope to turn that around tonight during week two, Sim 1. Nashville's 12 and 13. Probably just trying to find their their feet. They're always, they're a crafty bunch. 12 and 13, but they've been 6 and 4 in the last 10. Sarasota, 5 and 20, winning at a 200 clip. That's a... Uh, Three and seven in their last ten. Over in the Champion Conference West. Uh, just a quick note. The uh, conf East Conference, Champions Conference, 
that's my murderer's row, but with Sarasota being so weakened right now, <clears throat> the conference looks much more natural. Like the rest of us live in top-heavy conferences. That has been just a beast lately. So Sarasota losing just makes that whole division look more human. Over in the Champions Conference West, Death Valley finished the first quarter at a 17-8 and eight clip. What? I mean, they're just eating their Wheaties. That team had been in this league like five seasons, six seasons, majors. Death Valley's always been up there. Um, right behind them, though, keeping them honest, Seattle, 16-9. and nine. I think that's a little bit of a surprise, so good good on you, Seattle. Cancun, 15 and 10. This might be the new Champions Conference East that has maybe moved to the West, where the worst team is 11 and 14, New Orleans. <clears throat> Hardly a terrible record. Any one of those teams could pop off. Cancun, New Orleans. Uh, the Champions Conference wildcard is shaping up like this. A quarter of the way in, Detroit, Seattle are tied. Cancun, back one. Nashville, four games behind. New Orleans, five. Sarasota is looking back from 11 spots behind. Death Valley, of course... And Indianapolis, sitting in the number one spot, are not vying for a wild card. Uh, 